Well, praise be to God. Jesus Christ is Lord, risen from the dead. Amen? Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Amen. We're going to begin in um, the Bible tonight in Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10. And we're going to begin, in, and this will be the New King James Version I'm reading from. Hallelujah. And we're going to begin in verse 17. Verse 17. And it reads, Now as he was going out on the road, one came running, knelt before him, and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and your mother. And he answered and said to him, Teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, One thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, take up the cross, and follow me. But he was sad at this word, and went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Mark chapter 10, verses 17 through 22, New King James. Father, I thank you for your word today. I thank you for the power that resonates in and through it, praise God. Let it transform us. Let it resonate in us as well, praise God. Let the power of your spirit confirm it and change our lives. To your mighty name be the glory. Amen. Praise Amen. God. Now, as we look at this particular place of Scripture, let's not rush through it. Let's allow ourselves to take some time and, and look at these statements of the Word. And so I want us to start out with the very first thing and see that Jesus is leaving town. It states, As he was going out on the road... One came running, knelt before him, and asked him. Note the urgency of the young man, as if he would not have another chance, that his chance is almost leaving him, that he must contact Jesus, he must get to Jesus, because he doesn't know if he'll have another chance to ask Jesus this question. In a similar manner, dear ones, we are in an urgency. We are in an, a time of urgency. We are in the last hour, I believe. Uh, Jesus has not gone anywhere, but in the timeline of God, we don't have much time left. Whatever time we have is much less in comparison to what uh, God has given mankind. We're in the last hour, I believe it with all my heart. We're in that, that time of urgency where people need to know their God. People need to call upon the name of the Lord, therefore being saved, hallelujah. We need to kneel before the Lord and ask of Him. Ask of Him for the mighty salvation that only He can give. Amen. Do you know how quickly time is sliding into eternity? None of us really do. But some of us, and possibly you're one of them, that you can sense it. You may not know the day or the hour because no man does. 
But you know that his return is near. You know that he is closer than he has ever been before when he is going to part that eastern sky. Hallelujah. Hallelujah forever. Praise be to the name of Jesus. Well, and so, you know, in, a, in this similar manner, we have this same urgency. But the second thing I want you to see is though he knew Jesus was good, he did not regard him as divine or God. He said, good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? He called Jesus good, but he did not really believe in him in a saving knowledge, in the power to save. He did not see him for who Jesus really is. And that's why I believe Jesus addressed that right off the bat. Right off the bat, Jesus said, Why are you calling me good? There is only one that's good, and that one is God. Why are you calling me good? Amen. He wanted him to see that this is the very basis of the question he's asking. Amen. The apostle Peter, uh, before he became an apostle, when he believed in Jesus as God in flesh, the Son of God, when he declared to Jesus, You are the Christ. You are the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, You are blessed, Peter. You are blessed. Why? Because God the Father has revealed this to you. You see, if we don't really know Jesus and believe in him as God incarnate, God in flesh, if we don't see him as the Son of God or God the Son, then we really don't know him in a saving relationship we don't know him in the manner that it takes to receive the power of salvation but when we begin to see him when we begin to understand he is more than a man he is the anointing he is the one that has the anointing praise God he is the anointed one and he has the anointing praise God this revelation from God concerning Jesus being the Son of God is the very building of the church itself. The people of God. This is what causes us to be transformed. This is what causes the power of God to resonate within our being. This is what causes our sin to be erased and the righteousness of God to spring forth, hallelujah, in each and every one. Praise God forever. But he didn't seem yet in that manner so Jesus talks to him he says why do you call me good well thirdly salvation cannot be earned by our own merits Jesus pointed to the Ten Commandments knowing that the young man had become weary in his heart knowing there must be more he must have thought within his heart he must have felt within his soul there must be more than just working our way to God and he tipped his hand on this matter because in his opening statement he stated, Inherit eternal life. He knew that all his works of righteousness were not enough. He knew there must be more than just being a good person. Amen. And Jesus was going to point that out. In another passage, Jesus speaks to another and declares that he must be born again which also means born from above or born from God Almighty. Yes, we must be born of water. We must be born here on the earth. 
We have to be born in the natural, but we must also be born of the Spirit, praise God. It is the Spirit that brings life, and that life everlasting. We were all born under the curse of sin through the federal head of the human race, Adam. But the Lord Jesus, by the Holy Spirit, gives us new birth, praise God. New birth out of the sinful curse of Adam and into the blessing of Almighty Father God through our Savior Jesus. And we become children of God. Hallelujah. New creations in and through Jesus our Lord. Glory to God forever. Well, now the fourth thing. Commandments referenced by Jesus all dealt with mankind-to-mankind relationship. He stated, Do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and your mother. Although these commandments are from God and they are to be followed, they don't deal with the real issue. The real issue isn't this young man's relationship with man. This real issue at hand is the young man's relationship with God. And those commandments were not referenced by Jesus. Those commandments were not dealt with. Why? Because he wanted him to see, he wanted him to know that this is the very reason this is the very reason he had questions. This is the very reason he was weary in his soul because he did not have a right relationship with God. Possibly you have been living a good life. Possibly you're doing good things. Possibly you're one that tries to you know, treat others as you would have them treat you. You're obeying the, the golden rule. But in reality, that is a, uh, how shall I say, that is, that is not dealing with the real issue of salvation. The real issue is not your relationship with mankind as much as your relationship with Almighty God. Amen. Dear ones, you have to understand that good works, okay, they're good, but they're not enough to get you to heaven. They're not enough, you see, to be saved. Amen. The fifth thing I want you to see is when the young man stated he had lived by the commandments, Jesus is recorded as loving him. He loved him. We must never forget the love of God is the very reason we have opportunity to be saved in the first place. John 3.16, a very famous place of Scripture, Jesus is recorded as saying, For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes on Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. What was the... Um, what was the thing that caused God to give His only Son? His love. His love. Glory to God. He loves you, dear one. He loves you, and He loves you, and He loves you. With an everlasting love. He loves you. Glory. Don't forget it. Don't allow the devil to steal that out of your mind. Don't let anybody talk you out of it. If God didn't love you, explain the cross. If God didn't love you, explain the blood of Jesus. Jesus proves the love of God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The words Jesus said to the young man 
were from his love for him. He was not trying to manipulate him. He was not trying to order him around. He was not trying to do anything but give him what he is asking. And by the love of God, he wanted him to be full. Glory to God. It was why he had come to Jesus in the first place. To hear the answer from the good teacher. And Jesus was, by his love, about to answer that question. He says, after he said, well, I've done all these things. Jesus says, well, there's one thing you lack. Go your way, sell whatever you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Hallelujah! It's a wonderful thing to seek first the kingdom of God. Amen? To not just seek, you know, this thing called uh, earthly living, but to seek first the kingdom of God, that you might please God above man. You might seek to know God rather than man. And in knowing God, you will have relationship here on earth, praise God. But he says, if you give, you sell, you give, you'll have treasure in heaven. And then he says, and come, take up the cross and follow me. The sixth thing I want you to see is Jesus said, one thing you lack. One thing you lack. You see, there's only one thing that gets you to heaven, dear ones. There's only one thing that matters when it really comes down to it. Jesus said several things here. Therefore, what was the one thing he lacked? Everything Jesus told him was for the end purpose of one thing. Follow me. We can really even narrow it down further to that. Jesus said, the one thing you lack is me. Selling his possessions, giving to the poor, taking up his cross was to free him to follow Jesus wherever he would lead. Dear ones, living a good life, I advocate that. God's word advocates that. But that's not enough to get to heaven. Giving to the poor, doing the right thing in that matter, that's wonderful. But the one thing that people lack if they're not saved is Jesus himself. And if you want to be saved, you need Jesus. Amen. You say, well, how can I receive Jesus? It's by faith. It's by the Holy Spirit's interaction with your spirit. It's by, as I stated earlier, being born again by the Holy Spirit. Not being born naturally, but supernaturally. Not being born of the flesh, but by the Spirit, praise God. When we declare, Jesus, come into my heart. Jesus, be Lord of my life. I give my life to you, and I receive by faith and exchange your life in me. By the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, He will quicken you and make you alive together with Him. Praise God. And you will find newness of life. Amen. Hallelujah. But you see, this isn't what the young man did. The young man looked into the eyes of the Savior. He looked into the eyes of the Lord of glory and walked away. Dear ones, don't walk away. You don't know if you'll ever have another chance. We would like to believe, and some 
you know, do believe, but we don't know according to Scripture. We really don't. If he ever repented, if he ever came into another chance, you have no idea if you'll ever get another chance. I'm not trying to scare you into heaven. I'm just putting it all out there. I'm telling you the truth in love. This may be the last chance you get. Take advantage of it. Give your life to Jesus right now. Right now, say, Jesus, come into my heart. I make the exchange, glory to God. I make the exchange. You see, the Bible, the Scripture reads that he walked away because the Scripture reads he had great possessions. This young man walked away because of his stuff. But in reality, he didn't have great possessions. The possessions had him. Another passage, Jesus asks, in a teaching format, what does it profit to gain the world and lose your soul? This shows how little the young man really knew about the God that he professed to have lived for his whole life. Remember, he had lived by the commandments. But he really didn't know the God he professed to live for because in the verses to follow, when the disciples ask him, you know, about his statement, how hard it is for those that trust in, in riches to enter in to the kingdom of God, they say, what are you talking about? Well, Jesus went on to show them that if, if a person gives up anything for the gospel and him in this life, they'll receive a hundredfold return what they've given up and in and uh, eternal life to come praise god Amen. hallelujah you see the, there's no reason there's no reason to walk away from god because he asks you to give up certain things he is certainly able and willing to return back to you good measure pressed down shaken together running over Amen. into your bosom to return it back to you as you plant, you harvest, dear ones. As you give, you receive. Hallelujah. But this young man didn't get it. He didn't understand it. And dear ones, you need to get it. It doesn't matter what you have to give up for this gospel and, and for Jesus himself. It is worth it and God will restore. Hallelujah. If you have to give up relationships that are not of God, God will give you new relationships. If you have to give up uh, certain ways of living that you may be living now, God will show you a new way of living. Praise God. So forth and so on. Hallelujah. But dear ones, look unto Jesus. Look unto Jesus and give your life to Him. He has already given His life to us. As I've stated, make the exchange. Make the exchange right now. Surrender to God in Jesus' name and receive Him by faith. Allow Him to lead you into newness of life. And dear ones, that life is both here and into the everlasting eternity. Praise God. God bless you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen.